Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk and Whatnot. This episode is brought to you by Marcus Rodriguez. If you're looking to buy or sell your home in this competitive market and you're not too sure where to start, look no further than Merced's preferred realtor, Marcus Rodriguez. He'll make sure this process goes as smooth as possible and you can find him at 209-554-1715 or visit his website, www.myrealtormarcus.com. His email is info at myagentmarcus.com and he'd appreciate a call. Thanks again, Marcus. This podcast is also brought to you by Alien, a new fitness wear company on a mission to support mental health. There are over 7 billion people on earth, many that struggle with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, or just feeling like you have no one that cares. If you feel this way, just know you are not alone. Alien features high quality men and women's activewear designed to help you reach your goals both in and out of the gym. A percentage of all proceeds are donated to the suicide awareness and prevention. Shop now at alien.org. That's A-Y-L-E-A-N dot org. Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk and Whatnot. I'm your host, Micah Dealey, and this is a podcast where I highlight the talented individuals who make up the Central Valley of California, as well as people in general who are passionate about what they do. Once again, I'm going to remind you guys about reviews and downloads. Make sure you're downloading every single podcast on whatever podcast app you use, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast app, as well as if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. Make sure you're giving the videos thumbs up. Make sure you're liking every video. Make sure you're just sharing it where you can, because I really want to get this video out to the rest of the Central Valley. I wanted to highlight this beautiful area that we live in. Now, on today's episode, I am joined by a good friend of mine that goes by the name of Matt Davis. Matt was uh, my youth pastor growing up. He is now a teacher at El Capitan. He was a teacher at Golden Valley. So I know some students who watch this may notice who he is. And we just had a really great conversation about, you know, why he got into teaching, why he loves helping kids and, you know, the struggles that occurred to him in his life of figuring out, you know, what really he wanted to do, but also just what led him to go back to teaching after 13 years of, of not teaching. So he started as a teacher, then he ended up being, you know, a youth pastor, then a um, music pastor, then another youth pastor. And one thing or another, he got straight back to teaching 13 years later. And we talked about why that was and the process of becoming a teacher 13 years later, because we talked about when he first went to teaching, you know, they, they didn't have computers. He said teachers rarely had computers. And now, you know, 13 years later, every single student has a Chromebook. So it was a great conversation. We talked about society and culture and just how divided everything, everybody is at this moment. And just, you know, we, just the insight of two people who are just somewhere in the middle of all these right, left, this way, that way type of things. And it was just a great conversation. And I truly, truly enjoyed it. And I hope you do too. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Matt Davis. This is it. Real talk. What not? Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Well, I think I met your maybe sister, your sister first, right? Because right? of Daniels, right? Yes, that's, that's exact, exactly what it was. Yeah, because yeah. they, they went, did they go to Gateway or how did you meet them? Um, no, I started at a small church in Atwater. At um, oh, the one that was like at the schools and stuff. Yes, right. That, yeah. That's the right one, right? Yeah, that was. So when I I left, uh, I started at Legrand High School when I was twenty two, uh, right out of college. Oh, really? Yes. Did you go to ministry or? Not yet. I hadn't. So right after college, I got hired at LeGrand High School. They needed an English teacher, and that was the route I was taking. And uh, so I, ta- I actually 
I taught there for four years. Uh, I was the baseball coach, loved it. It was fantastic. Um, Real small though, right? Yeah. I mean, comparatively to. Yes, super small. Um, really cool community. Uh, you you kind of get to know everybody right away. And uh, you get to know families and and parents who really care. And, you know, if, if their kids get in a fight at school, they're they're beating their kids when they get home. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. like Not beating, but. You yeah, know I know what I mean. mean. Uh, <laughs> back, back then, times were different. You could be. <laughs> times were different, yeah. Um, so four years in, um, I hadn't finished my credential yet, which was really weird because I was still working on like an emergency intern credential. And this opportunity came up at New Life Church in Outwater where I could play guitar and hang out with high school kids for about the same amount of money. Yeah. I was like, okay, Ty, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds uh, like a little bit more cool. Yeah. It was, it was, and that was, it was a good. youth pastor job. Yeah. So a youth pastor and I led music on Sunday mornings and, uh, it didn't last super long. Uh, it was, I, remember I went one time for, to their like pancake breakfast or something uh, like that. And I was like, this is a church. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? There's, I, I'm still in contact with some people, from it, from there, mm-hmm. even today. I mean, everywhere you go, there are great people. Oh yeah, right? yeah, you know? know for sure, for yeah. sure. And everywhere you go, there are not fantastic people <laughs> yeah. as well. But uh, so yeah, I, I I got hired there, and I um I did ministry for thirteen years. Oh damn, and, that's how long you did it. Yeah. I remember, boy, you were kind of all over the place, right, yeah. with ministry. I was so I was at uh oh goodness, I was at New Life for probably not even two years. And then I was at Gateway for like eight. Yeah. And then... You uh, CPC for a little while, right? CPC. So in in the middle of that, I um, I ran and owned a gym. Oh, yeah. CrossFit, right? The, the cro- Yeah. The CrossFit. The CrossFit? <laughs> the cro- was it CrossFit Merced? Is that the one? CrossFit Merced, yeah. Okay. Uh, my, my friend started it up and then he had other things going on and asked me if I wanted to come in on the ownership side. So I ran it. For for a few years and um and that was fun too and then uh, a job at CPC opened up that was just doing music. It was the music? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I they figured, called that music pastor. Is that what they called it? Or I don't know. Was, <laughs> you don't know your yeah. job title. <laughs> <laughs> I always made up my job titles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I did that for a couple of years and then um and then a spot opened up where they wanted to hire somebody to do college ministry there, and so I did. College ministry and and music ministry for a full year, and that was that was fun. Really, that was, yeah, that was I really enjoyed college ministry. But then, uh, you know, lots of things happen and whatever. So I went back to teaching at Golden Valley uh, three years ago when I was okay. Yeah, I remember when you went yeah. back because then I started stopping for you a little bit. And yes. Stuff. Yeah, so I had just turned, made another career change at 40. My favorite uh, memory is like I was eating lunch in your classroom. I told Kaim to come in because he was subbing too. And Kaim packed his lunch that day and he, he made himself a sandwich and he didn't put meat in the sandwich. So it was like <laughs> cheese, mustard, and lettuce and no freaking meat. And I just was cracking up laughing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah, so now I'm in induction with Kayam. I'm back to being a brand new beginning teacher. Yeah, so you kind of have to restart everything. Yeah, I had to start so over. So you're in a credential program and everything well, too? I, so I'm done with all of the credential program, the schooling, the testing, all of that stuff. But uh, State of California requires you to clear your credential, which means you work with a mentor for oh. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. and uh, They make sure that blah, blah, blah. Yes, mostly <laughs> blah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, yeah, I'm back. So Kayam and I sat together at a at a at a professional development day a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> it's just it's fine. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but coming back to teaching after you know 13 years away, uh, and I'm sure like, well, the first time you went into teaching, it was like I mean, computers were at the computer lab. It wasn't. Yeah, nobody had computers. Yeah. Teachers barely had computers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were no, and so when I got back, that was the biggest learning curve. Curve. Every kid had a Chromebook. Every assignment was on Google Classroom mm-hmm. or Canvas. And learning to negotiate that again was that was the biggest, the biggest deal. Kids are still kids. They're they're pretty much the same. Yeah, which is great. I because every every job I've ever had in my life, I've oh, you- dealt with. Kids, with kids huh? every single job, and, and high so, school kids pretty much. High, high school, school kid, up. high school, college, yeah. And even when I was in college, I did uh, extended day programs for elementary students. So I was there before school, there after school, kicking a soccer ball with kids. It was oh awesome. okay, yeah. So I mean, you, you like working with kids then, pretty much. I yeah, because <laughs> I feel mostly like. Uh, I never kind of grew up from from then. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you get older and have to pay bills, but you like fart jokes are still hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm yeah. always just like, I can't believe like, mm-hmm. like, like especially like when I when I'm substituting classes, I'm always just like, like if you guys like, because like uh, some kids like do end up like talking to me, and then when they talk to me, sometimes they're like, oh, I have a podcast. If you guys want to check it out, uh-huh. and I was doing that. Uh, I was uh, something new. Who Spenson is at Water? David Spenson. He's like water. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I was something for him, and like these two kids were like talking to me, and then one of the kids somehow like, got brought up my buddy Duffy, who like edits the sound and stuff uh, for the podcast and everything. But he's a rapper, and one of the kids is like, you know who Duffy Murphy is? I'm like, yeah, he's my best friend. I was like, I'm literally editing a podcast like right now with like with duffy and he's like i love his music i was like and i was like what like what is going on here but he had his sister in class oh like, gosh gotcha. his sister's a teacher and everything like that okay and then like this other girl's like what are you guys talking about and they're like mr daly has a podcast and i was just like i literally hand kids my business card sometimes because it has a qr code so uh-huh. i just like can scan it i'm like hey whatever's gonna get me the most check it out more listeners yeah, yeah. I was like i was like here you go and then the girl just looked up looked up at me and she was like you're so fucking cool and i was like what i was like thanks i appreciate it but like Kids are like so funny, but I'm also afraid yes, sometimes yeah. that like if I do <laughs> tell a kid about my podcast, they're gonna be like, "What a fucking loser" <laughs> or something like that. Like you know what I mean? Like I I just know how kids are, and I've I've like thought about shamelessly plugging my podcast, like In just class. put my yeah. QR code up, like, "Hey, we really appreciate you subscribing my YouTube channel. You <laughs> check guys. it out. Check it out, guys. Yeah, yeah, I got some rappers and all the kids. Though, the first thing you say, weed nuns. What is that? Yeah, I'm always uh-huh. just like that's a tough one to explain to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> not too sure how to go about this. Yeah, they are nuns. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean they're nuns. They're not really. I mean, I guess they can be religious. I've like gotten to be like it's yeah. funny because like I had them on my podcast, and then since then, like I went over to their uh, house twice for their little ceremonies and stuff like that. But this last time, it was they had like a mini ceremony or their they call moon ceremonies, and then they had this band from LA come out, and it was like they had like set up a light rig and everything, and it was just like me and my friends, and then just the nuns, and but it was like a really cool show. They sounded like uh they sounded like a Tame Impala mixed with Kings of Leon. Oh wow! Yeah, like, and that's like and it just sounded like cool. I was just like and they had like a, I never seen a steel guitar 
Oh, really? And like, yeah. Like a lap still? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the guy was like, and like, it just sounds like so much different than yeah. like an actual guitar. But uh-huh. I was just like, man, this is sick. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, uh, now I'm friends <laughs> with some weed nuts. <laughs> Making friends everywhere. High school kids. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because before I started the podcast, like, I was like, oh, it's like, I guess when you get to a certain age, you just don't meet new people. Uh-huh. Like, you, like, you just don't have new friends. And yeah. like, since I started the podcast, I'm like, I have so many friends. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I sort of feel. Uh, well, I guess living in Merced, most all of my adult life, I feel like I just know everybody in Merced, which is a little bit weird. Like we'll go to the grocery store, and my kids get mad because I, I, I say hi to mm-hmm. five or oh, eight. If you people. go to Rayleigh's, dude, oh yeah, Rayleigh's is the <laughs> Rayleigh's is the place. Like I feel like Save Mar everywhere else, you kind of see people, but yeah. Rayleigh's, I'm like, oh my hi, how's yeah. it going? Everybody, <laughs> yeah, and people I don't recognize, and like they'll say, oh, we miss you at church. I was like, I. I don't, don't know which, which, which <laughs> yes, yeah. church it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway. <clears throat> no, it's all good. Uh-huh. So then, I mean, what was your, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, like, why did you decide to leave church to come go to teaching again? Back to teaching. Yeah. At 40 years old. Uh, <laughs> stupid move. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> I think... Uh, I want to say this diplomatically because there, like I said before, there's so many great people at churches in Merced. I think I just got pretty tired of, well, there there are a number of things. One is I I got pretty tired of church culture, Mm -hmm. um, kind of in a shoebox, all thinking the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Preaching. I feel like church, a lot of times it's like people are preaching about... uh, like open-mindedness and everything like that, but yet, like the community but, of church seems pretty close-minded. It it does, and it can. That, and that's then, me saying this, you guys. Okay, yeah. not Matt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it it does, and it can. And I I feel like uh, the people who who go to church at least are always going to go to church. And I I did feel like. Um, without trying to sound arrogant, I have some things to offer, especially high school kids and and maybe even uh, the greater culture of, of Merced. I, I want to be able to show and demonstrate how to live well and how to how to grow up well and how to love other people and how to love your family and how to work hard and how to negotiate life, right? And uh, I, I did get to do that quite a bit with our, our college group, but it did feel still sort of limited in the things I could do and say and how to negotiate that became, it just became cumbersome and mm-hmm. and a little bit frustrating. And it's not anybody's fault. Uh, it, it was just the way things went. And so and probably how things have been set up in churches or yeah. in things for such a long time. that, right. And, like, I think, I mean, a lot of people, or I think most people can agree, like, I just remember, like, when there's a change in the church, it's just, like, all hell break. Or, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? People, like, who have been in the church for 50 years right. want things to stay the same, and then the new wave of people want things to be a little different, uh-huh. and it's just, like, the butting heads, and it's just, like, everyone wants the same goal of, like, let's, I mean, you should be one on this spread, God, religion, more openly, but it seems like sometimes. Well, everybody's got a different idea of how to do that, yeah. right? And so, uh, I mean, that that happened at the churches I was at in Merced, where you know things just come to a point where you're like, I I see where this is going, um, 
And a lot of people wanted to go that way. And I don't know if I really want to go that way with, with the church. And so, you know, I, I have nothing terrible to say about the churches I worked at at all. Um, I got frustrated. They probably got frustrated with me, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine. And, you know, so then at, at 40 years of age, I had a, a, a friend at the gym who's a local high school principal and said, hey, Matt, an a English position opened up at Golden Valley. You should apply for it. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So within the within this seriously within the span of three days, I had applied, interviewed, and been offered the job. And then you're like, really have to look at everything. Career huh? change like that. Well, and then so when I got the call from HR, they said we want we want you at Golden Valley. I, I said, okay, give me thirty minutes, please. So I called my wife and I said, what do you think? She goes, are you excited? I said, yeah. She goes, do it. So I mean. I don't recommend career changes that late in life for anybody. <laughs> it's been it's been so hard, but it's also been super rewarding. Um, I got to go back to Golden Valley where I graduated. Is that from. where you graduated yeah. from? Were you on like one of the first graduating classes? I was the second one. Okay, yeah, we gotcha. were we we came over to the the campus as sophomores after being bears as freshmen. Oh, okay. And then yeah, so we we got that little split. Did they have? Like, because sometimes when they have to start new schools, they start with like just freshmen, sophomores, uh-huh. and then they like slowly go up and fill it. Is that how they did we it? Had, too? We had freshmen, sophomore, juniors. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah no, no seniors no the first seniors year the first and then mm-hmm. move up. Yeah. And it, yeah. So I, I got to go back and there were some teachers still there that. That's kind of cool. Still on and hey. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. The OGs. Out of babe. Out of babe. I mean, and so it was really cool getting to know them in a different context. And, uh, yeah, just as your some, peers, exactly. Versus, uh, yeah, was, your, and then and then Swartward as the principal. I mean, you you take a a risk on a forty year old guy who hasn't taught in thirteen years, and I I felt like I was in way over my head. Like, why did I do this? First week of school, I was I couldn't sleep, I couldn't think. It was awful, and so I I texted Swartwood and I said, I, I'm not very good at this. I'm really <laughs> sorry. And he goes, Matt, you're great with kids. We'll worry about the rest of the stuff as it comes. Yeah. And then I knew he was in my corner, and uh, it, it was it. It was great, dude. Swarty's cool. Swarty's yeah, he's ki- great. Yeah, he was. So he was our football coach uh, at Buhack, and then uh, I got to know Swarty basically more recently because last year when they were doing like the only time a sub was like the full time sub, and so I got stationed at Golden Valley, mm-hmm. and then uh, my teacher, some guy who literally like I, they're like, oh, you're this guy's cohort in class. He's gonna teach from home. I was like, okay, cool. And then uh, I go in, I get like my stuff, and they're like, then uh, I get an email from the dude, and he's just like, uh, just letting you know, like this class is now your class. I'm no longer working here. Blah blah blah. And I was like, wait, what? And so then I, I call somebody. I'm like, hey, uh, like, cause, like no one really knows what's going on. And I'm like, hey, uh, w- what, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we have like uh, optional training if you want to come to it, you can come to it. And so like I go to the training because I'm like. I need to figure out what's going on. And then uh, it's the English department's training. And so everyone's like, what are you doing here? I know who, who are you? I know who it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say names, but like, yeah. There, uh, and everyone's like, and my aunt's like, Micah? Because she comes in, my Aunt Laura, she works at Golden Valley. And she was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I don't know, you guys. Everyone's asking me what I'm doing here. And then they're like, and then uh, then they're like, oh, here's the keys to your classroom, blah, blah. They're like, you need to make sure it's like COVID ready. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, like a day ago, I didn't have a job. And now, like you're telling me to that I have a class and then uh-huh. like uh like then the, and I had, I had never used Zoom so I've been doing Zoom and so the first day of school I'm doing Zoom and in class and yeah. I'm trying to figure out everything and I'm like and like the kids are like where's our teacher at and I'm like I am your teacher Hello. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, here's my QR code <laughs> <laughs> that was before my body <laughs> no exactly though I was just like what is going on 
And then it was just like, <laughs> and then I sat down, uh, then I, I emailed Swarty like on day three of me teaching. And I was like, hey, I need to talk to somebody about yeah. what's going on. And then I told Swarty like the situation. I was like, I just like know like no other sub is in this position where like, yeah. like, like I'm the teacher. Yeah. And he's like, well, do you want to be a teacher? And I was like, and I was like, honestly, no. <laughs> I told him, which I kind of regret because I feel like uh, then, I, then I ended up uh, applying to, uh, <laughs> well, I was applying for a photography job. And because oh, I didn't yeah. want to be an English teacher. Yeah, sure. No. Nobody does. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> That's my thing, though. It was just like, I, like, I would love to, I want to teach, like, videography. I would really yeah. love to. And for some reason, schools don't offer, like, they offer photography classes. But, like, even when I was in school, I remember they did videography classes. We have a digital media Yeah, class. yeah. And so that's what I would like to do. But then again, I don't want to go through all the schoolwork sure. and everything. Yeah. But I'm trying to get a, uh, I want to do a CTE video, videography because you can oh, just yeah. get a preliminary or what is it? Like, well, they, they sign your credential for you pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, you don't have to go through the same. Yeah, so so my my idea now is just work on my actual craft, and then maybe you know maybe yeah. when I'm forty, I can uh, yeah. just jump in and oh just have gosh. like because because at least with that you can have experience, sure, and then then you can jump into it, and that's right. a little more thing you can't really do a, pre, a is it called preliminary you, credential? Well, yeah, you get pre- preliminary then a clear. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 See, that's what that's what my my mindset on in like five ten years down uh-huh. the line. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. But then uh, yeah, because I laughed because I told them. I was like, no, honestly, no. And then, like, I asked him for a literal recommendation later that year. But then, uh, but I think what I think I hope that, uh, uh, like you're saying, a digital media class opens up at Golden Valley uh, soon because uh, I did ended up doing Sportwood's daughter's wedding. And so, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, yeah. like, I feel like I kind of regained my uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> trust. See, I am him. good at things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just am, I'm not good at yeah. that specifically. No, I'm just yeah. But it was just funny that I was just like, honestly, no. And then, like, I remember. Uh, so then it, it was his daughter's wedding. We're the photographers for it. And then they're having, it was a super small wedding, and they're having uh, at uh, Bella Luna, they had uh-huh. the, uh, not rehearsal. Uh, reception. Reception, yeah. yeah. And so we were there, and like they didn't have a table for us. And then like uh, uh, Ricky and, what's his, what's his daughter's name again? Do you know? I should know. It. I can't think of it off the top. Sporty, yeah, <laughs> something, something <laughs> like that. No, but uh, Ricky and her were like, "Oh, why don't you come over and sit with us?" So it was like literally like me and me and my buddy Jimmy <laughs> sitting like at their head table, the head with, table. <laughs> with them. And she was like, "I heard uh, you told my dad that you didn't want a teaching job." And I'm just like, "Oh, did he tell you that?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> might have been not the best choice of words, yeah. but yeah. Uh-huh. But Sport was always cool. And like ever since then, he's just always been like super cool to me yeah. and like, everything. And that's why I'm like everybody has a Swartwood story and they're all good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because I only looked at him like in high school as like a football coach who like yelled a lot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's all I mean, my perception was going to football games and seeing him yelling. Like I didn't yeah. know the guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then as like the older I got, I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Just like a genuinely good guy who yeah. like and it's cool to see a principal that's like a good person and like I'm not saying that other principals aren't but I don't know other principals and right. you can tell someone like is passionate about their job it's like I'm, I want that person in charge of the school so what what sold me on him I mean a couple things he 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 would drop into my classroom and he would do my walkthroughs he would do my evals oh that's kind of cool that he and, was him and I was scared to death the first few weeks I was like oh no he's gonna know I'm faking it <laughs> <laughs> but every time we walked through he, 10 minutes later, I'd get an email and say, Matt, I, I noticed you're doing this in class. This is great. DOK level three that you're doing using four C's. This is blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. And then and, all those things. And then he would say, hey, next time I saw this, th- think about trying this. And it was always encouraging, always supportive. 
That was great. But the thing that sold me on him is my classroom faced the amphitheater. So there's a lot of space uh, out behind the amphitheater. And every single day at lunch, he'd walk the amphitheater, talk to kids, and he would just pick up trash. Yeah. Just pick up kids' lunches. I've seen throw- him do that with his yes. little, yeah. like a hand thing. I, I mean, if you want to talk about like leadership in action. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to not follow something like that. Right. Mm. So, um, yeah, I learned, learned a lot from him in a very short time. Uh, and then, you know, right after, and then, so I, I was only at Golden Valley for a year and a position came open, English position came open at, um, El, El Capitan, and my boys go there, so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't pass it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and did I, you just what, for you to almost put in for like a transfer or what? No, you, uh, you apply for the job, you interview mm-hmm. for it. So I interviewed with with Mr. Shaw and mm-hmm. um, told him I was a Dodger fan and I had the job <laughs> immediately. No, uh, and then I mean, we didn't know what the the school year was going to be like. Um, we ended up teaching most of the year on Zoom, as you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so that that was really rough. Last year was terrible, trying to get to know people, trying to yeah. establish culture, trying to make friends at a brand new place. Trying to help kids pass. Or oh, the freaking, dude. I, it was a disaster. I felt so bad for the students yeah. last year, just because it's like, what do you, how do you expect them to be on the computer from 8 a.m. till 2, uh-huh. and then you're going to give them homework on the computer too? So from like 2 to 5, they're supposed to be on the computer too. Like, uh, I would never, literally, ever give homework. Yeah, because it's like yeah. you should just be able to do stuff in class if they're going to be on this all day. Like, and some teachers were still trying to be like, yeah. just the same as they always been. It's like dude, they're not in class. It's yeah. not the same. You can't treat this year as the same. And then, and then because cameras weren't required to be on, <laughs> and mics didn't have to come on. Black screens. <laughs> I, I was I was very fortunate if I had three or four kids who had their cameras on that I could actually engage with. But most of the time, they're in bed, dude. Like cameras sideways. Covers up to I've, here. I've seen, yeah. I yeah. saw this one kid one time when I was in my classes, <laughs> and it was just like, uh, he like he logged logged on the class. He was like one of the first ones, and he didn't know his camera was on. He was just, like, just laying in bed like, <laughs> asleep, and then I was like, "Hey, uh, your camera's on." He's like, just, "Yeah, just shut it off." That that happened a lot. I had kids come on without shirts, rubbing their <laughs> eyes. And I'm like, Dude. I was like, "Hey, hey, man, your nipples are on. <laughs> Can't do that." <laughs> yeah. So that was. Thank God we have kids back this year mm-hmm. and you know with even i know there are a lot of complaints about having masks and all that stuff but just being able to like see kids and interact yeah is, it's, is yeah like it, yeah it sucks that we can't see like i don't i i don't like masks just for the fact that like i'm a person who smiles a lot yeah. and if i'm smiling at you same like you can't tell that i'm smiling yes. at you with the mask on uh-huh. and then, then like kids don't know if you're joking with them or like if see that's pl- my that's my entire personality <laughs> yeah. like I, i'm i'm a little bit of a jackass in yeah. in class and if kids don't see me smiling while i'm Telling them a joke or being sarcastic, or whatever <laughs> yeah. they don't get it. Yeah. But if they see me smiling, they really oh, this guy actually he's he's a little bit he's fun. Like he kind of yeah, us. he's yeah. messing with us. He cares about us, that sort of thing. And so that's been that's been hard. And 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 reciprocally, like I don't know if if <laughs> what I'm saying is getting through because all I see is this mm-hmm. right. And sometimes I I have one student who wears his hood up. He's got a black mask up to here and black hair literally covering all of this. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know if you're a real person. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But but it is better than last year. I think mm. it's I think it's getting better. Um, campus culture is is at an all time low. It's really really bad right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids haven't had social socialization in 18 months. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to be around each other appropriately. Yeah, and so 
there's tons of fights, <laughs> lots, you? lots of makeout sessions. <laughs> there's like, it's, I mean, I guess maybe there always has been. No, but, I think yeah. there. I think I think that's every, one thing staying consistent in high school. <laughs> I'm sure it's the makeout sessions. <laughs> yeah. everybody knows where they go at lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the, this is the makeout hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, I always yeah. feel like that. And next time I'm walking past people, I'm like, Jesus, you guys. <laughs> like, but I'm sure, like, if I if I looked at myself back in high school, I'm like, I'm sure I probably would have been there every now and then too. <laughs> <laughs> Just feeling it. I'm in the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Davis, you don't. Get it? Like, I do. This is the one I'm gonna marry. Yeah. Like, and it's like a freshman, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah right. Talk to me in six months. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. I. The funny thing is, I do tell kids that like, like, you're not gonna marry this person. You're in high school with them, and I married. You're high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We started dating our junior year and just kept on. So I always joke with them, and they know because I I talk about my family all the time. Mm-hmm. Wait, you started dating your wife in high school. Yeah, it was hard. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was hard, you guys. Yeah, and, but that's like also a day. I mean, it's like a different time. I feel like yeah. like like even like my generation, like my cell phone wasn't like the, the first iPhone came out my senior year. Uh-huh. So like we didn't have apps. Like we had like I remember like it was back when like I'd have like a, a phone that like slid up or yeah. like you know just a, I have a full keyboard on my phone. Uh-huh. But I always think like like. If I was went to high school five years later, like Instagram would have been a thing. Uh-huh. Like, and it's just wild to think that even even when I went to high school, like it's it's crazy that to me because we didn't have computer, we didn't have computers like Chromebooks. Yeah, we had computers in classrooms and we had certain assignments, but mm-hmm. almost everything was papers. Sure, and it's crazy to think that I had my my uh, cousin come on the podcast and he's like the board of trustees for the Merced City School District. Okay, and like he's. 23 I think or 22 and when he went to school which was like five years later than me it was all Chromebooks and everything so just in a super quick amount of time did everything change yeah the computer so dating myself a little bit there were computers in high school you had to go to the library Mm -hmm. you had to type in the full HTTP colon backslash yeah yeah yeah. yeah, it didn't come up no (laughs) you had to like look at a write down a web address and make sure you typed it directly in there Email was incredible. Like it was fascinating. <laughs> How you can you can talk to anybody? Uh, so email, and then um, there was one kid on campus with a cell phone my senior year, and the block or what? Yeah, he carried it in a backpack. Like it, it was. <laughs> yeah. So it was back like when they used to have uh, the phones in cars. Yes, but it was, exactly. It still had the <laughs> like it was yeah. literally, literally just a house phone in your car. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah, it was. I don't feel that old, but. But I'm getting there. Like mm-hmm. 42 is way different than my high school years were so different than these kids' high school years. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the 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 cool thing and the common thing is I think like the the desires and the needs and the the want to feel like you fit in somewhere. The accept like that is all the same. Yeah. It's just manifested differently now. Mm-hmm. I, right? I feel like, so yeah. kids walk in my class and they're they're immediately doing this. I'm like, you were just out of my class walking from class. Like, (laughs) stop it. Like, just be here. And so one of the things I like to do, um, I don't get mad at kids for being on their phones. It is what it is. But I give them a warning, and then I have a little laser pointer. And what I like to do, one of my favorite things to do is I'll see them on their phone, like under their desk from across the room, and I'll just stand, and I'll get the laser pointer right on their hands under the desk. And then they'll (laughs) notice it right here, and they'll look up, and I was it was burning, huh? It was like I just (laughs) yeah. yeah. And so then they know the whole class laughs. They put it down, diffuses the situation. You know, instead of making a big deal, screaming at a kid, whatever. Hey, put your phone away. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have I have had to get to that point. Yeah. But but again, it's I 
I think what I realized it's it's about like trying to fit in and social acceptance. Where do I see myself on Instagram, uh, TikTok? Like, how many views can I get? I think that's the reason so many kids record fights now, mm-hmm. and because if if they get a lot of views, all of a sudden they're they're popular or yeah. whatever, and they can. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, that's the yeah, same thing. Like I've had like kids come up to me, uh, or like even teasers are like, "Oh, that kid's uh, TikTok famous or whatever." And I'm uh-huh. like, it's just like so random to me. I'm like, "Why do you know this?" Yeah. <laughs> like or like, and why does it matter? And yeah. it's like the, I know the dumbest part about it is that they're doing dances, and that's why they're. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and TikTok has evolved from dances to a lot more elaborate. I heard. Uh, yeah. I heard there was a, something going on. I don't know what it was. It's like some challenge where where the kids trash the bathrooms. So there is an entire year long agenda right now for TikTok challenge per month. So last month was Devious Licks where... Oh, they like lick nasty shit or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, lick, like steal it. Oh, really? So they'll take something off a wall, an entire... I'm dating myself, not knowing yeah, these know, terms anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so an entire uh, soap dispenser. So the bigger, the the more devious, the, you know, the more followers yeah. or the more likes you get or whatever. So kids still, like there's kids who have uh, stolen tires off their principal's car. Oh yeah, it's wild stuff. Yeah. So this one, this this October is smack a teacher's ass. Oh my. I know. Dude, that's bad. I know. It's it's real bad. So how how are you supposed to negotiate that? If I get hit, <laughs> if if a kid slaps me in the butt, I'm just, like my reaction is to turn around and slap him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get fired. Yeah, yeah. Right? So We've been like already warned. Like th- those kids will be punished. It is it's sexual assault. It yeah. really is. And I already had a teacher email me just yesterday saying, "Hey, a student in my class said they're gonna do it to you because you'll you'll be cool with it because you always <laughs> joke around with them." I was like, "No, I will not be cool yeah. with that. I do joke around. I love it. That's yeah, yeah. One of the I best mean, parts of my kids, job. Obviously, yes. if there's anything that yeah. your whole career is has been, if yeah. it hasn't been consistently one job, it's Working with kids, exactly, yeah, and I enjoy it. But I'm, you can't put up with that. Yeah, no. Hey, no. that was yeah. <laughs> knock it off, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's like I don't want to be the bad guy, or I don't want to be the guy that gets you in trouble. But I'm not going to be the guy that yes tolerates exactly this nonsense. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's an entire list on TikTok out from the and and they get progressively harder and just more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. One is one is. Uh, Kiss your dude's girlfriend in front of him. Oh uh, it's it's That's, wild yeah, stuff, man. Dude. And I, it's crazy to think because, like, I don't know. I feel like even like when me or you were in high school, it's like like it was more word of mouth stuff than yeah. anything. It's not like we're being uh, like uh, not taunted, but uh, what's it called? Like not invited. Why can't I think of this word? Word. Uh, like, hold on, sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> what is the freaking word? Not. Like if you're being persuaded, but yeah. different word for persuaded. Yeah, well, no, I yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like they're they're forcing you. You need to do these things, yeah. right? So I, I mean, I, I like you said, I if there if there was social media when I was in high school, I would have been in a lot of trouble too. Yeah, no I, doubt. Yeah, yeah, I'm not blaming these yes. kids or anything. It's just that they have more sh- more things to deal with yes. now, like absolutely influences basically. Absolutely, and 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 more to try to negotiate, and they don't realize that social media is not real life. They're mm-hmm. those two's for them. They work like this, right? Yeah. And so, social um, media is their life. Like it is, mm-hmm. and their kids are on tick, uh, Snap constantly in my mm-hmm. class, constantly. And I again, I have to kind of monitor that, but that's how they negotiate friendships. That's how they negotiate life. 
And most of it is drama all day long. This person said this, this person snapped this, blah, blah, blah. It, it's too much for kids to handle. Mm-hmm. I, and so it's too much for adults to handle it too. Is, like, it like is. it's it's the same thing with me. Like I like before I noticed it, I'm looking at my phone scrolling uh-huh. on something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now give that to me when I'm a like a twelve or thirteen year old yes. like boy or girl. Game like, over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, I wonder what like ten years from now what that generation is gonna be like. I know. Yeah, it's it's hard to really imagine. Uh what that's going to be like? It really is. It's going to be tough. Yeah, because no one, I think, no one could have thought this. No, you know what I mean. Like ten years ago, I wouldn't have thought this. Yeah, and we all thought like you know, even when MySpace came out and then oh, Facebook dude, take MySpace, over. MySpace, man. <laughs> we, we we all thought, oh, what a cool thing! You yeah. can you can see pictures of each other. You can post. Co- yeah, you, you can, can connect with people online. You can rank your favorite eight friends. Yeah. <laughs> then if you really wanted to, you can have top twelve. I remember one time I had like top thirty. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, you, you can create your own backgrounds. And, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. kind of cool though, because that was back when you still like you were almost like learning how to code with sure. MySpace. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You'd like copy like, okay, I want this format. So I'm like, copy, copy the this code. over here, mm-hmm. put it in my about me, make my text like this certain uh-huh. thing. And that was like coding. And then Facebook came and kind of just took that all away. <laughs> yeah, and then it, it didn't matter anymore. But we, I mean, we all thought it was a cool thing and, and it still is a cool thing. I mean, social media is incredible. Oh, it's a cool tool, especially like if you're a creator or for jobs. Like like for mm-hmm. like me for photography and videography, it's like someone could just find me off of a hashtag. Yeah. Like, oh, I just found you off a hashtag. I'm like, really? Like, yeah. that's how you found me? But it's that works. Like. Yeah, it, it, it is. And so it's it's not in itself, it's not inherently bad. It's how we use it. It's like anything else, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you use this tool? Do you want to use it to better your life or do you or can it make you miserable? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they don't understand that it's making them miserable and they keep on using it and they'll never know. They'll mm-hmm. never know that their life could be richer without having to look at their phone all the time or, you know, think about when you go on hikes or you go into mm-hmm. the mountains and, and whatever and you're you're leave your phone in your car or turn it off. It's the best, yeah. right? Yeah, and, no, it's just like you like disconnect, and then you feel like you just feel different, and you yeah. don't know why. But I mean, you do know why. But, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> but that's that like, goes the same thing. Like you're saying, like it's the same thing with food. It's the same thing. Uh-huh. With, like you could do it to everything, like guns. You could do it with everything. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously goods and there's cons about everything. Sure. But we're in a society and a culture that seems like it's either you're either this way or you're this way, and there's no middle ground. And the dumb part about everything to me is that like I feel like majority of people are on the middle ground. But they're, they feel like they have to choose like completely this way or that way. I could not agree more. If you don't pick a side, then all of a sudden you're a villain. Yeah. And and it's awful. And there's no room for nuance in conversation. Well, at least on social media, there's there's no nuance oh, there yeah, ever. Oh, no, no. Right? Um, which is why it's important for me like to s- sit down and do this sort of thing, to sit down and have a drink with somebody and, and hang out and get to know who they are. I have friends that are super hyper conservative and I love them. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that are wild liberals and I love them. Yeah. Right. Get to know the person, mm-hmm. right. Understand w- what their perspective is, why they think that way. And then, I mean, I, I'll bet these people over here think I'm liberal and these people over here think I'm conservative. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I like to, which is fine. Right. I, I get in trouble for not choosing a side. Sometimes like it's better to, to not, no, no, yeah. it is. And I think I used to like uh I used to like think like I was like pretty liberal and stuff like that. And then it's just like the woke culture just kind of took a turn where it's mm-hmm. just like like 
I'm all for freedom of choice and freedom of speech. And like now there's a thing where it's like you're either vaccinated or you're anti-vax mm-hmm. and there's no middle ground. And it's just like, no, there is a middle ground, you guys. You're yeah. just choosing that there isn't because mm-hmm. you're either team this or team that. And it's just, I, I don't know, like it was just like progressively over the past like two, three years. It's just like, like no, in no ways was I a, a Trump supporter or a Trump fan, but I'm not a Biden fan at all either with everything that's going on. Uh-huh. Like, like, so like everything is just making me more and more like, I don't know. What is it called? It's like a moderate, moderate. Yeah. yeah. They're moderate. And then, yeah. Is it centrist or is that something else? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Libertarian. <laughs> libertarian. That's yeah. the word I was uh-huh. thinking of. Yeah. Cause I just like, I'm like, like what? Why can't we just get somebody with ideals and ideas from both sides? Isn't it so sad that the best we can think of for our leaders are a narcissistic (laughs) asshole, just an absolute blithering (laughs) asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you have that guy on one one hand, right? And the other guy who can't remember how many fingers he has on the other side. Yeah. He's uh, administering billions of vaccines in a 300 million uh, billions, people. yeah, billions country. and billions and billions. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 absurd that with all the incredible people we have and and intelligence we have, that these are our options. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, I just don't get how it's like it's either this or that, and then people are still diehard on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys, like. You don't have to be like you don't have like I mean like if anything has sh- shown us it's like you don't have to support our or the people in charge yeah. anymore especially when there's just like so much shady stuff that goes on on right. both sides mm-hmm. it's just like like yeah li- the liberals are saying like we want to save the planet and everything like that but they're getting backed by oil and big companies <laughs> like that it's like yes. okay like are we really like uh-huh. trying to save the environment or are you just trying to save your job position uh-huh. yeah <sighs> man it's it, it's a it's a tough sort of world to negotiate. And so like for me in the classroom, um, I know there are a lot of teachers who wear their political leanings on their sleeves yeah. and it's it's really tough. It's put offish, I think. Um, so I, I, I want to teach students how to think, mm-hmm. not what to think. You know, you, you get a choice. You get to think whatever you want. You get to believe whatever you want. That's the beauty of being- An American. The, yeah, being in this country, right? Um, but I think there are, are ways to go about how we should think and how we should evaluate things. And if if you disagree with this and you disagree with this and you find you're somewhere in here because there is nuance to this situation, I hope more of us can can come to that. I think like you, like you said, there are more people that live there, but because of social media and the polarization of every single topic out there, Dude. if you don't pick a side... You're automatically on that side. Yeah, yeah. If you don't pick a side, then you're on the opposite side yeah. of what that person thinks. Uh-huh. So, like, if, whether it's like abortion or whether it's whatever it is, it's like yeah. if you don't want to say something about it, then you're against. And me. then <laughs> the difficulty is too because there are topics there. At least for me, there are lines right where like I do need to speak out about that, and then that puts me in this camp. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily fall in that camp. Yeah. You know, like we talked about earlier with the with the George Floyd situation last year. Uh, I I was heartbroken. Yeah, absolutely, like crushed. I watched I the video and I cried. Most people who are like just like human beings, yes. like even like, and that was the thing on both sides agreed. Like yes. that was wrong. That was morally wrong. Well, so so can you still support police officers? Because I think most of them are good. Yeah, Our systems have been set up poorly. Sure, right. 
But this, same thing with teacher systems and exactly. everything other other systems. There's right. always flaws. In. So can two th- two things can be true at once? What happened there was an absolute disaster. That doesn't necessarily mean that all cops are bad, Mm-mm. right? And so again, I'm I'll land somewhere in there. Like I have police officer friends who are incredible people who want desire the good for their community. Who they're they're great. Right. And then I have friends who hate cops, absolutely hate them. Yeah. They're also really good people. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. So I don't know. I, I really do hope people have broad enough experiences to see both sides and to be able to negotiate them and live in the tension somewhere in the middle. Um, and then speak up when you feel like you need to, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the thing that social media ends up doing is that like everybody has a voice and a platform yeah. and they feel like, they need to share their voice and platform. <laughs> and I used to think, like, I remember uh, when Trump first got elected, that's like, I was still using, like, Facebook. Like, I'm, I'm hardcore, like, not using Facebook anymore. Uh-huh. But, like, and I was, like, posting my political opinion. Uh-huh. And then, like, it just became arguments. And I did it twice. And then after that, I was like, okay. Why do I do this? Yeah, like, yeah. why am I doing this? Like, there's always someone going to be against me, even yeah. if it's, like, a, a, a good point or a bad point. Like, there's just, like, no point in, like, sharing it. But that's what... Nowadays, like people, and especially my, my favorite thing, or the funniest thing to me is that, uh, like, the our parents who, like, when we were growing up, was like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. And then, like, I'll see, like, other parents reposting a, something that's, like, <laughs> clearly, like, a fake article or, like, yeah. just not a good source. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll post this and, like, look at this. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, what do you it's mean? It's a poorly spelled meme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Like, look at this. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, what is going on? I'm like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you, you preached this to us growing up, and now, yeah. like, here you are, like, Believing everything yes. you see on the internet. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we're, it's it's a weird it's a weird space we live in for sure. Yeah, dude, yeah. wild times, crazy times. Honestly. So so as as I have four kids, you know, uh, two teenagers, a twelve year old, and a seven year old, trying to help them negotiate growing up right now just feels impossible because they at, at my oldest ones have phones. Obviously, they. I mean, it's a necessity. But they can escape from reality literally, literally anytime they want. But I want them to grow up being like whole humans where they can look somebody in the face and have a conversation <laughs> and not have to do this every three seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, being a parent's hard. I can only Don't imagine. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. and well, I'm at the age where it's like, I'm 28, turning 29 next year. So I just know, like, I mean, that is a, a lot sooner than it is farther away. Like, you know what I mean? It's coming. And, but yeah. but I, it's like, and I think there's something that goes through my mind where it's like, I think, he, like, you always think that, like, oh, there's going to be a right time to have a kid. Like, uh-huh. in my mind, I'm like, oh, like, you would think, like, oh, okay, I'll have it together. Yeah. But I think <laughs> most, most, most adults, it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, when you're a kid, you think all oh, adults have it together, yeah. and then when you get to be adult, you're like, oh no, one, everyone's no, no, just pretending. No. Like yeah. no one has their shit together. I've never had it together. <laughs> yeah. There's never been a moment in my life where like, yeah, I got this. No, like <laughs> yeah. it's always it's always chaos yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, and then watching your kids turn into adults. Even I, my I have a 17 year old, going to be 18, and that's, is that the one in the band and stuff? Yeah, okay. yeah. So Isaiah is going to be 18, and uh, so his it, and so here's the difficulty too. Um, I know he's mature. He's he's a spectacular human being. He's the funniest person I know. Not just like I have really funny friends, 
my son is funnier than them. He's so funny. <laughs> so anyway, I try to let him because I trust him negotiate how to grow up, what he sees on on the internet, how all that sort of stuff, which is fun and also dangerous. You got to trust that they're going to be okay. Yeah. You know. So um, the cool thing is, I think we still have a a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he for his 18th birthday, um, I'm. His favorite comedian is John Mulaney. Okay, which is way too like old for him for a yeah, seventeen year old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That's John Mulaney's really... jokes are more like uh, it, he reminds me of a classic like old time comedian, yes. but like a newer age version yes. of that. So Isaiah, for some reason, he loves John Mulaney. John Mulaney is going to be in San Diego on his birthday. So for his 18th birthday, Isaiah and I are flying to San Diego, watching John Mulaney. That's cool. Back. I'm so pumped up for it. And like the fact that he wants to do that with me is really Yeah, I it's like it. for your 18th birthday. You don't want to go hang out with your friends yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, he might want to do that too, but at least <laughs> he knows that it. he'll be able to do it with his dad versus <laughs> like him and his yeah, yeah. <laughs> buddy. Yeah, so that, there. that's exciting. And, and then getting to coach Joshua in baseball. I mean, being at El Cap with my kids, like – I did. I genuinely loved Golden Valley because I was familiar with it. I had friends there. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had friends there, uh, and then I was scared to go over to El Cap because my kids. And you didn't know how your kids. Sometimes your kids. Uh, yeah, I asked look, them. I asked them both. Like, is this cool? Can we do this? And they're like, Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been it's been awesome. It's get, funny you say that because my mom worked at Buhack whenever I went to Buhack, uh-huh. and like the first day of school we went together, we get out of the car, and I just like started booking it. My mom's like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I'm not walking I'm to school here. with you." <laughs> like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, I'm a freshman, mom. Like, I'm not walking into school with my mom. And then fast forward to senior year, yeah. I'm having her call me out of me and my friends exactly. out of class, she, and it'd be me, my me, uh, my buddy Chris, and then Tanner. We all have one class together, and she'd be like, "Yeah, I need Tanner, Mike, and Chris to come to the copy center," and like we'd all go and just chill in her room together. Yeah, and then at some point you realize that your parents are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I I didn't. I think I realized that probably later. Like in my early twenties, I was like, my parents are actually cool. I like hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. They're they're great people, you know. So I hope my kids realize or think that earlier than later. No, yeah, yeah, that's happened to me too. Because like my mom used to be a little more uh, like strict, like Mm -hmm. super strict. She's gonna. Like if we all get in trouble, she's gonna make sure she calls uh, my friend's parents yes. to know that they that they they should be in trouble too. Yes. Just stuff like that. Yes. And uh, like growing up, she was always like that. And then uh, I don't know somehow like the, like when basically as soon as I graduated, she just chilled out. Like just <laughs> chilled out. It's kind of yeah. like you're 18, kind of yeah. you can do whatever you want. Uh-huh. And so like then I was like, oh, my parents are kind of cool. Like uh-huh. they just like to hang out. Like and then like you're saying, basically early 20s for me, I was just like, oh my, like I like to go over and hang out with my parents. Uh-huh. Like they're fun. Like. Why wouldn't I? Great people. It's it just like, I think when there's the power of like, I need to, or when they're raising you, it's yeah. like they have, your job as a parent is to let your kids know when you're messing up. When yes. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. What else? What else? I don't know, man. I don't know. That was a, that was a in-depth conversation about a lot. Just freestyling. Freestyling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I was telling Matt before uh, he came on, I was like, usually I prepare a lot of stuff for people, but like when it's like someone like I'm so comfortable with, yeah. I'm just like, we'll just see where the conversation goes. Yeah, we kind of went everywhere. Yeah, I know. And I, I don't know, like you were, you were saying earlier about uh, like you want your kid to have like a conversation, be able to look someone in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because like, I have a podcast where, like, that, yeah, that's what I do. I look at people, we have a conversation, but, like, put me in a scenario, like, like 
it's like a family gathering and I have to talk to whoever or like something like that. For some reason, I still feel like I got to get out of this conversation when I'm talking. It's like I'm like, like an adult. I'm like, they're going to ask me about something and I, I'm not going to know what to say. And I have a whole podcast where all I do is freaking talk to people. <laughs> like, and I feel like that's never going to, like, maybe it will change, but I don't, I don't think it's just a part about, I don't know whether it's like maturing or something, but yeah. it's just like, you feel awkward sometimes. Like, Well, you also get to choose who's on your podcast, yeah. right? And you don't, in real life, you don't really get to choose who you talk to all the time. Yeah, And you can kind of tell within 30 seconds if you want to continue that conversation mm-hmm. or not, or if you just have to put up with it and then skirt your way out of it. No, so exactly. It happens all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm always like, uh, uh. And like, I've had times on this podcast where, like, uh, where I'm just like, maybe... I pick someone and I'm like, oh, well, that's a, <laughs> like, like it's hard sometimes when I'm having to like carry the conversation. Like sure. I ask them a question, they answer it, and then that's it. And uh-huh. then I'm like, well, this is this is what I think about that. <laughs> like this is what I think about this. And I'm like, please, just what else? <laughs> just like yeah, just just respond to me, please. Like help me help, help this conversation go on. Uh-huh. And like I've had a lot of performers on here, and I think like the reason I, I've been I've like my next few people that I'm scheduling are like not like rappers or artists, just because like one. That's like a whole different ball game. It's like a three-hour experience where we have to set up everything and uh, make sure everything. Yeah, yeah, performance. Ex- yeah. Exactly. And so that's why I'm just like, and I want to represent the community of Merced. And like, it's like, don't get me wrong. I've, I think I've represented, or just Central Valley in general, have uh, represented the rap community pretty well. <laughs> but I think now I want to go to like, you know, just people more of like who work for the city, people who are like teachers, yeah. just just the the. General Re- average people, regular who, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, cause, like, I mean, rappers are cool and everything, but like, so are regular people. Like, I, I enjoy this conversation just as much as yeah. I enjoy learning. If you could be front row at any concert, what would it be? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> That's how old I am. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff. Um, are you born and raised in Merced too? Born and raised in Merced. Went to Fresno State. Uh, uh, for school, all and Central then, Valley. Then, then came huh? back. Yeah, been here my whole life. And what uh, elementary school you go to? Weaver, Weaver, from preschool to eighth grade, and then Ogle Valley. You said, yeah, one year Merced when it was East Campus. Oh, right. really? Yeah, freshman. All the freshmen. Was uh, East Campus right here? Right here. Right. Yeah. Right next yeah. door. I mean, I don't want to give away where my spot <laughs> is, but <laughs> yeah, it was uh, right, right here. So one year at East Campus, where all the freshmen were there. And then my, my mom was telling me that, and mm-hmm. I was like pretty amazed. My mom was also telling me that there was a like, like in high schools, there's smoking session, sections when they were in uh-huh. high school. And I'm like, uh, not, not when you went to high school, right? No. Yeah, yeah. By that time, they had learned like <laughs> smoking <laughs> was bad. <laughs> but yeah, my mom was like, yeah, like, yeah, just imagine that freshman smoking a cigarette and then just coming into class. I'm like, I can only imagine what the classroom smelled like back then. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's all chilled out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they weren't just smoking weed back right. then either. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, so freshman year was Merced High um, and then Golden Valley for three years. Fresno State for four. You straight out of high school into Fresno? Yeah. Yeah. And what was your English major? Yeah, I didn't decide on... Uh, English major until I was halfway through my junior year. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You were just I, taking like general G, ed? GE courses, a lot of one unit PE courses, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> golf and tennis and bowling. Like it, it was incredible. It was awesome. Uh, and then decided like, I, I feel like I can kind of BS my way through most things. So mm-hmm. let's try English. I like to read. I can BS my way through writing. And I learned really quickly that 
I couldn't like <laughs> English classes were hard, dude. and I actually had to know things. So, that's, but I did. I did enjoy it. It was good. That's <laughs> like uh, when I went to dude. I changed my major so many times because uh-huh. I went to uh, the JC after graduating from Buhack, and then I was like, okay, history. I want to be a history teacher. Uh-huh. Like I'll do that. And then like pretty soon into that, I realized like, oh, like I, I went. I went to like two years through there. Did all my GE. Transferred to Stanislaus to do like history, and like I had three history classes, and uh-huh. it was like. Woman in Colonial Times was one of them. And I was like, what? And then it was like two other history classes. And like instantly I was like, I do not like no, history this much. And much. history, honestly, all history is, it's English. It's an English major, but you're just writing only on history <laughs> classes. And I was just like, oh, I don't like this at all. And so then I went back to the JC and I was like, business, whatever. Sure. <laughs> like, I'll do business. Well, no, I was like anthropology. And then I changed from anthropology to business. And uh-huh. then I got my A in business. And then I uh, transferred to... Uh, ASU through Starbucks to uh-huh. do uh, it was like sustainability b- business, uh-huh. but I had to take calculus online, uh-huh. and uh, I can't take calculus uh-huh. online, no way. And so, and their quarter system too. So, like in six weeks, you have or yeah, in six weeks you have new classes oh, every wow. six weeks. And okay. So it's just like you're telling me I should learn pre-calculus like within yeah. six weeks. I can't yeah. even like a, math is not my strong suit. And so then I changed it to like I was like, what can I BS my way through? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, educational studies. <laughs> And that's like such a broad thing, uh-huh. and so, but it kind of worked out because like then it's like if I ever do want to become a teacher, like uh, I was I was like looking into being doing a credential program, and like all the classes they had for me to take, I had literally taken. It was like teaching yes. with technology. It was like all yeah. these classes that I had already taken, and like I remember going to them. I'm like, well, I already like have all these classes, and like they had you have this description of them, and like. Like the first, like all my GE of my credential program was like already taken care of. Oh wow! And so I have that done if I, if I ever want to do become a teacher. But there you go. Yeah, <laughs> my preliminary Let's or whatever. Talk about the credentialing program for a second. Yeah, go ahead. It's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it just seems like uh, well, and they're at a point too where they need so many teachers because all the teachers who have been in there who didn't go through the credential programs that are going on right now are starting to retire. That uh-huh. one, they're hiring all these teachers on emergency credentials because uh-huh. they need teachers, and then. <clears throat> They want teachers to do a good job while the teachers are going to school themselves, and it's just like it's a hard balance. I'm sure. Go it's, ahead. It's re- yeah, it's really really tough. Um, a lot of the things, I, I I sort of feel like if you need the material given in the credential classes, you shouldn't be a teacher. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's I, and that's not that's probably way too heavy of a statement. There are some valuable things you learn. Um, but it, it it is just an absolute grind for a job that I I mean you're not gonna get rich teaching right mm-hmm. and and essentially your a credentials is close to a master's degree yeah <laughs> for a job that's never gonna make you rich yeah and I think teaching is like one of the most underpaid jobs too <laughs> it's just like you want these teachers to, it's not a nine to five like it's not like you're working eight hours it's like you're working your eight hours, yeah. and then you're grading papers, and then oh, also we want you to coach. I've I've been working. And this is not a joke. Minimum, minimum sixty hours a week since school started. Minimum. That's just me with students because I'm I'm at school at six fifteen in the morning. I do our our baseball weight training uh, with our other coach. Um, immediately into classes at eight. I got my prep period bought out because I run Link Crew, which is incredible. Link Crew is. 
is, is absolutely dope. That's the, is so, that, that was the fifth period or fourth period for you? That's my fourth period. Yeah. So it is juniors and seniors who have leadership qualities and capabilities who want to help better the campus culture by um, they go into the fifth period freshman classes and uh, essentially, I mean, kind of make friends with them. They're their peers mm-hmm. and tutors and mentors and all at the same time. So four times a week, they get 20 minutes with just their freshman class. And so mm-hmm. they, some, some days it'll be disseminating information. Here's what's coming up. It's homecoming week. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Mm-hmm. Some days it's let's play this game because it's fun to get to know each other. And so link crew is incredible. I got, I am 100% lucky. I don't know. Blessed. I don't use that word very much, but link crew is. That's cool. Yeah. It's that awesome. reminds me of when I went to Buhack, we had block schedule, which is like four classes in the yes. fall, four I taught, classes in the spring. I, I taught, taught that at LeGrand. Yeah. 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 No, I I liked it. Granted, I don't think it was good for testing when you take a math class in the fall and get tested sure. six months later in right. the spring. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had this class called advisory where one Wednesday or yeah, every week on Wednesdays, we'd have an extra period mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. We go in this class and they just talk about like, yeah, that's the same thing they talk about. Like, yeah. And it was the same. So from freshman to senior, it was the same exact people in your class with yeah, the same wow. teacher. Okay. And so it's kind of like you got to build a relationship yeah. with those people. But that's what I kind of what it reminded me of. And like, although the block schedule was kind of like, eh, like, but I always liked that one thing because it's kind of like you have like almost like a support system of like sure. this one class to go by. And that's that's sort of what we want with Link Crew. It's it's hard to build and maintain that culture when teachers aren't necessarily behind it. Um, but our, our Link Crew kids are doing a, a great job. And then I teach two classes after lunch and then eighth period I go right into to coaching tennis and then it'll be baseball in the spring. But I don't get home until five. Mm-hmm. M- minimum if we have away matches it's it's eight or nine and it it is a lot and then then i have to grade and i have to prep and that usually goes on the weekends and uh so right now it is it's a lot and especially considering the behaviors that we're facing with 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 students and parents and everything and parents (laughs) and and yeah and other teachers and yeah yeah so anyway um but it is a job i i really love i'm i'm glad I'm, I'm for the first time in a long time, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though the work is really, really hard, it's I, I love doing what I, I do. It's that's great. cool. And, that, yeah. and that's all I think. And it's really cool because I think the more uh, people are like, this new generation of teachers is honestly seems a lot different than the older generation mm-hmm. of teachers because I have a lot of friends who are becoming teachers. My friends' uh, siblings are becoming teachers. And it's like, I kind of get a see how they are interacting with their students and stuff like that. And it's just like a completely different way than people have been. Yeah. Like they can connect with the kids. And even you, like, even though, yeah, you may be like 42, like you can still connect with the kids, I think a little better than some of the teachers who are like. I hope so because the job just would not be enjoyable. Yeah. If that were, if, if all you're doing is teaching and handing out worksheets or whatever, like that's awful. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I love getting, um, after kids graduate, I'll let them follow me on social media, or I'll interact oh, with them afterwards. After, it, yeah, and then and then, um, so it's it's cool getting messages after the fact. Mr. Davis, uh, your class was fantastic. Whatever, like I learned, I didn't, I don't even remember English, but I remember what we talked about this yeah. day, you know. And mm-hmm. and so those are the the I like I like that. Obviously, I, I do my job and try to teach kids to read and write yeah, and understand yeah. <laughs> literary concepts, but. More than that, I, I want them to grow up to be great people and valuable, like contributing members of our 
of our society. Yeah. I, you know? When I was, like, that teacher for, like, that month, uh, like, one of the teachers just said, like, hey, like, you, you don't worry about teaching them, like, yeah. English. Like, like, if you're here for a month, just try to get, get their grades up, one, and two, just teach them to be a good person. Yeah. Like, like, that's, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, obviously you want them to learn all the things that you need them to learn, but if you're, like, making an impact and if they're going to like, oh, I remember Mr. Daly or I remember Mr. Davis, yeah. like, you have, everyone has those teachers that they remember. Sure. And I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what, that's all you could hope for is yeah. that your impact is just something good for them. Absolutely. Hey, that sounds like a great place to wrap this up. Cheers again. Cheers again. <laughs> Matt, I appreciate you being here. Everybody Absolutely. Shake hands. Thanks for having me. This is it. Real talk and whatnot.